Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. Today is our very first episode of Letterboxd Recap, where we fill you in with what we've been watching this past month. We're going to do this every week, starting every Tuesday. And it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's an audio-only episode for now. And, you know, a lot of people have been asking for some more content because the weekly chat moved to Patreon only. And that was a super fun segment that people loved every week. But now we want to give you more movie content because we just love y'all so much. And because James just finally... Started a letterbox account. He's had a he's had a movie podcast. He's been a professional movie podcaster for almost three years. And he finally just yesterday started his first letterboxed account. Such a boomer, man. I'm such a boomer. <laughs> Late to the party. But the thing is I see so much about letterbox because I run the Twitter on there. So like I'm always like in on TikTok. But I see so I see a lot of letterbox content and opinions. I've just never downloaded it. And because I handle the Twitter, you've always hand, handled the letterbox. So Anthony runs the Raiders letterboxed now i have a letterbox now and my username is james potter underscore surprise that was not taken all i didn't have to add any numbers or nothing which is really exciting you you were so giddy when it was available i was wishing i could just clean james potter (laughs) well your first choice was jimmy potter and i was like yeah that sounds cool (laughs) (laughs) anyway so i just downloaded it the other day and i've Doing my best to go through like the last couple months of everything I've seen. How do you how do you like the app so far? I think it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's fun. And I think it's great for film lovers. It's yeah. a, I think it's a really it's a perfect app for people who like movies. I get why people like it so much, and I, I'm having a f- a fun time on it right now. Uh, logging my diary. It's a laugh riot. It's <laughs> Africa, oh Africa. And also, <laughs> we upgraded the Raiders account, so I can change the posters of movies, which is a lot of fun. I think it's really like they have a lot of options for for movie posters that you can switch which is just like I was like the other day I just changed a bunch and I was like oh my god these are such cool posters. And so I pretty much started logging everything I've seen going back to April like everything before that it's so hard to remember anything. Yeah yeah yeah. And I know so, I have a bunch of misses in yeah. there as well. But this episode is going to be weekly weekly. A <coughs> <laughs> week I have a deep voice. Anthony, I do An- not Anthony's not going through puberty still. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It's going to be a weekly episode, and we'll recap what we've been watching for films on our Letterboxd. But since it's the first one, and it's we're nearing the end of May, how about we recap our entire May so far on Letterboxd? Yeah, for sure. So this is me doing the best I can, just going through my memory of movies I've watched, starting with The Covenant on May 2nd. I gave that three and a half stars. Chinatown on... May 5th. Five I thought you stars. loved the Covenant. I did like it. Uh, 7 is a good score. Well, you were you were talking it up after you watched it. I, I, had I, a thought, blast. You were gonna, I thought you were going to give it a 6 out of 5. I had a blast. I gave it a 4 star rating. Well, I gave it a 3.5. So you hated it. I, that, I still like See, this is the thing. Welcome that, to Letterboxd. I, <laughs> <laughs> this is pissing me off already. So I posted that I made an account on the, on the Raiders Twitter, and someone went, 4 stars for... Uh, Lady Simp- Lady Vengeance. I'm like, four stars used to be a really high rating. <laughs> yeah, eight. Out, I mean, eight out of ten. It's a great rating. That's on a IMDb. great. That means that's I like really top, enjoyed the top movie. tier IMDb. You can't give everything's a ten or bust that's, these yeah, days. The thing is, Letterbox is a little different from IMDb. It's, uh, I think it's like, I think psychologically, four out of five doesn't seem as good as eight out of ten. For my whole you know life, I mean? four out of five has always been 
fuck yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Four star hotel is a nice ass hotel, dude. Can't afford a four star, I'll tell you. <laughs> but anyways, Chinatown on May fifth gave that five stars. The Birds, Alfred Hitchcock's film on May sixth. Oh, gave- you're going a little fast. I want to get some in too. We don't have to do yours and mine. We can just. Okay. Early May. Okay, so oh yeah. yeah. So, so I'll finish this up. isn't all James. This isn't James's podcast. I thought we'd go one by one, but okay. But then uh, the birds on May sixth, I gave that four and a half stars. So go ahead. What was your first week of May like? I watched the unbearable lightness of being, which is an amazing movie with uh, Daniel Day Lewis and Julia Binoche. I've so, I've been wanting to watch it for a while, but it's it's uh, it depicts it depicts sexuality and. Daniel Day-Lewis is like a suave womanizer. It's super cool to see him in that role. And it was unbelievable movie. I gave it four and a half stars. And then uh, on that same day, I, I watched two movies that day. Uh, and Perfect Strangers, which is an Italian film. It's been, it was very successful in Italy and was actually remade in, I think, almost 20 countries in the past five years. Because this film came out in 2016. Um, but it's about uh, four couples. They have a dinner party. And they all come up with this game where they all have to put their phones on the table and they have to read out loud whatever texts or messages or calls they get. If they get a call, they have to put it on speaker. So they have to be completely transparent with who they're communicating on their phone. And I'll tell you, it does not go very well for anyone. <laughs> and then I watched The Elephant Man, which came out in 1980. Uh, David Lynch's second second uh, feature film after Eraserhead. Which absolutely floored me. I gave it a four and a half stars as well. It was extremely powerful and so emotional. I I, I was a wreck after it. All right, let's get into the second week of May. Yeah, I like week by week. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. So, so then I, you're not hogging all the screen time. <laughs> all the <laughs> you got a little jealous of of, of the airtime. <laughs> I watched the second week of May. The Piano Teacher from Michael Haneke. Finally saw it. Absolutely astounding film. I've been telling you to watch it for years. So damn good. I gave it five stars. I thought it was incredible. There's nothing like it. It's fucking crazy. I guess you could say Tar was heavily inspired by that film, for sure. I would say in a way, but it's obviously very different. Yeah, very different. Yeah. But like yeah. when I was watching that movie, I'm like, Tonal, oh. Tonally, yeah. Yeah, very totally, similar films. Yeah. But well, they're, in, but they're similar, similarly. It's characters. a Henneke movie, so it's even darker. It's fucked up. It's yeah. a crazy, crazy ending. Then I watched Synecdoche, New York, which I hadn't seen in a while. I'd only seen that movie once, uh, Charlie Kaufman's film, and I really enjoyed it. The second viewing, I hadn't seen it since I was a lot younger, but I had a different appreciation watching it the second time. Uh-huh. And we brought it up on the episode. It was after Bo- we saw Bo is Afraid. We were talking about it, and I was like, I kind of watch that movie so i eventually got around to watching it again was it as uh rem- did it was it correct to, that we both were reminded of that movie oh, after watching Bo? absolutely because yeah. when i was watching Bo and I, I brought that up i'm like it reminded me of synecdoche new york so i was like i gotta revisit it may 14th saw fast x gave that one and a half stars because it's because <laughs> and that was my second week of may that i can remember but i'm sure i'm missing some more in there okay so my second week of may uh, after we went to interview Robert Rodriguez, I was in a Rodriguez mood, so I watched Sin City, which I really loved, and I hadn't seen it for a long time, but I was like, you know, this movie's fucking awesome. It's great. I gave it a four-star rating because, as amazing as it is, the script is not—the story kind of just, like, slows down. It can get a little slow, um, and I would say Clive Owen's storyline is the most interesting. 100%. And he doesn't—his storyline doesn't really kick into high gear until an hour into the film. And then I, then it's a much more interesting uh, story. But he's fucking great in that movie. Those I, red chucks, Yeah, too. I forgot how awesome Clive is in that because I think—what's um, his name? Fucking um, Mickey Rourke gets a lot of 
attention for that film on the cover of the posters and stuff because his story is like the big story to open the film, the first half of the film. But I think Clive Owen was just dynamite in that movie. He had a great couple of years in the 2000s there yeah. with Children of Men and Sin City Men. He turned down Iron Man. Did he really? He turned down Iron Man. I wonder if he I, was their first choice. I honestly don't hate that decision. Well, I mean, it worked out for yeah. the best for everyone, but I mean, man, That's I don't know if he kicks himself for that or what. I mean, if he wants the money, but he doesn't seem like a a, a superhero kind of guy. I guess, well, I mean, he basically is a hero in Sin City. I don't know. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. But yeah, it all worked out, but it's, it's crazy to pass up on that. He passed up on that, but again... Marvel wasn't Marvel back then, you know? Definitely wasn't. And then I watched Zodiac in prep for our episode, which I gave five stars because I fucking love that movie because it's fantastic. And that was a really good episode. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that one. We did, a, I think, a very good job covering that two hours. Also, there's a helicopter. Like, they're coming right? for you. They're coming for me. Can anyone hear it? I don't know if the mics pick it up or not. I think they'll, I'll think they'll pick that it's up. The door's open. above our house, our, guess, our studio right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched um, on that same day, I watched Salo, or the 120 Days of Sodom, which is a crazy... It's one of the... It might be the most fucked up movie I've ever seen in my life. And it depicts um, an era in Italy in which the Nazis... In which fascism was um, in control, and Italy was allied with the Nazi party uh, because Mussolini was in, in power. And it shows a group of fascist um, officials who basically kidnap a group of teens to basically terrorize them and sodomize them and in a way emotionally just torture them and completely dominate them physically sexually and emotionally and mentally and it's 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 really a depiction of uh evil and the depravity that human beings are capable of and it's one it's probably it could be the most controversial film ever made many people believe so uh, but I do think it's if you're interested in film history uh, and also history in general, it's a movie that, you know, these movies need to exist, I think, and it's okay to watch them. I mean, it's not for everyone. I don't recommend it for the faint of heart at all, but it, was, it is a very powerful film. But it, it is a, a depiction of, of evil, and it's, so it's a tough watch, but it was unbelievable. And I, I, watched, I watched it because Bill Hader was on the Criterion Closet, and he recommended it. And I was like, I gotta watch it. Because I had been on my radar. And then I saw that video on the Criterion. And I was like, okay, I gotta give this movie a shot. He's got a great taste in film. Excellent taste. Um, he also recommended House. Yeah, and that, that movie, based, it's really inspired by things that really happened. Like the Hitler, yeah. Hitler Youth Camp that was all happening in those in those situations. And many of the officers in the Nazi parties were having relations with Hitler Youth or, yeah. or just soldiers. Yeah, there's a lot of that in that movie. And then we saw Hypnotic in Texas. Oh, that's right. I forgot to rate yeah, that. Hypnotic. I gave it a three stars. It was I a, gave it a three, too. It was a nice three stars. Mm -hmm. He tried something different. Um, didn't quite work, but it was still good. And then I watched The Beast of the Best of Youth, which is a, a six-hour Italian film. Um, it was unbelievable. It was about two brothers who um, live out various aspects of some of the most impactful moments of Italy's history from the 60s to the 90s. So like they re reimagine like the situations with them in it. Yeah. So these these brothers. Um, so the the story it's kind of like think of like um for, uh, Forrest Gump in a way. Okay. Uh, huge events that happen in his in history in Italy from that for those three de decades and these two brothers experience them but they're on opposite sides of the spectrum. One is a hardcore liberal 
and hates authority and hates power. One is conservative, become and one becomes a cop and authoritative figure. And there's a great there's a great moment where there's a big riot on the streets. One brother is in the riot, rioting and protesting, and one brother is a cop trying like abusing people. And it show it shows how different they are, but then how close their bond is and from in relations to one in their familial relationship with one another. And it just carries out literally an epic tale of uh, almost four decades of their lives. It's really great, really powerful, uh, tragic, um, incredible. And there's a lot of great, there's, there's so much to it. It's six hours. Uh, they released it in two films, two three-hour films, but I highly recommend checking out the Anthony best Anthony watched it in three. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it in two nights. <laughs> but I gave it five stars. All right, is that your second week wrapped up? Yeah. All right, my third week of May, starting in... On May 15th, I watched Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance nice. by Park Chan-wook. My first time seeing that film, and I loved it. Four and a half stars. It is messed up. And this is the first film of his Revenge trilogy, which also includes Lady Vengeance and Old Boy, which I watched Lady Vengeance, which I'll get into later on. But Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance has been something that's been on my watch list for a while. It's on the Criterion Collection, so if you pay for that streaming service, which we highly recommend, it's there to watch anytime. I adored it. Absolute blast. I love his movies. Benny's video I watched on May 16th, <laughs> another Michael Haneke film, gave it four and a half stars. It is so dark and disturbing, but also just like a great critique on family dynamics as well as culture. And I thought it was it's a crazy movie. Sh- it's It has a cr- shocking first act, but an even more shocking third act. It's The it's finale is wild, man. Zodiac I watched this week too as well. Getting ready for our episode, gave it four and a half stars. Obviously, love Zodiac so much, and that was such a incredible and fun episode to do. That's something we've been saving that bacon in the freezer for for a while. Then it was on, freezer burn. <laughs> on May eighteenth, we saw the Boogeyman. I gave it three and a half stars. Nothing new added to the horror genre with this film, but it was effectively scary as hell. I had a pretty good time. I had fun. I laughed and I jumped multiple times. So if you want scares, it was a solid, solid movie when it comes to just making terrified. Yeah. And then Children of Men I watched on May 19th prepping for our episode on that. That's a five-star movie. That's a perfect film. Masterpiece of the 21st century. It was an incredible episode to cover. And Glorious Bastards we went and saw on May 20th midnight screening projected on 35mm film at the New Beverly Cinema in Hollywood Tarantino's movie theater, which was such... (laughs) A magical experience to see that film projected on actual film in person. It was it was so fucking fun. awesome. And then May twenty first, wrapping up the third week, we saw The Flash, which I gave four and a half stars. Fucking love that movie. Nice week, man. Thanks, man. My second week included uh, Il Divo, which is an Italian film which depicts uh, the fall of one of Italy's most longest standing uh, political leaders who ran a party for four decades almost. And he was a very strange man, but also a very feared and powerful man. And then I watched, I gave it four stars. It was directed by uh, Sorrentino, one of Italy's best directors. And then I watched Tar uh, for the third time. Gave it five stars. I love the movie. Still holding up after three holds up. It gets, <laughs> it gets better, honestly. Second view, it was better it's, for me, it's honestly. It's really too. incredible. I mean, I'm, it's unbelievable. And the performance, oh my God, man. Um, then I saw Fast X, gave it two and a half stars. Um, it's, uh, is my first fast movie uh, since I was a kid and it was like, it was like, it was horrible, but it was like 
what you what are you expecting? You shouldn't have any expectations when you watch walk into a fast movie. So I'm not gonna give it a a one star rating, but it's just it's it's garbage, but it's fun garbage in a way. And if you like if you like the franchise, you're gonna really like the movie. And then uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly, I watched with the boys. Oh, I forgot to add that. Yeah, four and a half stars. It was epic. It was really fun, uh, engaging, and it was like the best. Fighting I've seen since the end of Avatar: Last Airbender, uh, it was just really fantastic, and I, I adored it. It's the best uh, we've watched. I think five Dragon Ball movies in the past couple months. It's my favorite by far. I and gotta then, finish it actually because I had to, I had to leave halfway yeah, through. Yeah, you, you finish it. It's, it's really good. And then watched we watched Blade on the Discord. I gave it four and a half stars. I love it. I always forget how good it is, and it's just really well made. Some of the CGI doesn't hold up, but it doesn't matter because the story works really well. Uh, Wesley Snipes is perfect. It's like he's perfect as Blade. Um, and I really think it's just a sensational, uh, dark comic book film. One I the- forgot Blade as well, sorry. Yeah, what's your star rating on it? For Blade, I'd probably give it three and a half, four. So you hated like- it? I'd say like four stars. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. It's just like a childhood classic for us, basically. <laughs> And then that same day, I watched, after the Discord, we, I watched Children, Children of Men to prep for our review. Gave it five stars. All the things you said, it's a modern masterpiece, one of the best films of the 21st century so far, uh, without a doubt. Then The Boogeyman we saw, I gave it three and a half stars. I didn't love it, it but it was good. It, it hit the beats that you want in a horror film. Um, it didn't do anything new. I didn't love the creature design, but it was still it was still it was still pretty fun. I like the creature design a lot. I th- I thought it wasn't that scary, um, personally. But I think a lot of people, the, the audience, seemed to react really well to it. I'm it's tough to scare me, so I was like kind of just like yeah, straight faced the whole. They, <laughs> they were, filmed us. They filmed us, and we as a part. They want they they're posting of content with us like reacting, and so I was like acting scared, like performing it, uh, but like sometimes I wouldn't be on time with it. And so James would be like reacting scared, and I'd just be like there, like stone cold, just like watching the movie. Like, <laughs> it's like oh, I should probably be a human and react now, <laughs> like a robot just sitting there. <laughs> and then I watch As Above, So Below because it's a horror movie I've been meaning to watch for years and years. Um, it was it was pretty good. Um, I thought it was interesting. It had some really cool concepts, and it wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, however, it was completely lacking in scares, and didn't. It, I don't think anybody gets scared of that movie. Honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't scary whatsoever. And some of the, some of the jump scares they set up were a little. They were kind of laughable, and a little awkward. Um, they didn't. It didn't really work at, at all. But there was some really cool stuff about the story that I liked that they did differently from I've seen in other horror films. So I gave it three stars for that. Um, and that's it for my third week. All right, my second week, third week. Third, oh no, was, you're on third. Yeah. Third week, my third week was starting off on May 22nd. I had Lady Vengeance again, part of Park Chan-wook's Revenge trilogy. Loved it. It's been on my watch list for a long time. Just like every Park Chan-wook movie, incredible tone, great humor, dark themes, and a crazy bombastic third act. May 23rd was The Shining's 43rd anniversary, so I popped that bitch on and watched <laughs> The Shining. For well, the- you got you have a new setup. Yeah, I got a movie. Was that your my- first movie watching that setup? No, I've had I watched. I can't remember. So I, I put I basically turned my room into a movie theater. I got a big ass projector and screen. 
How big is that screen? The screen is 80 inches. Damn. And then the projector is like a 77-inch projection. It's really, it looks really nice. They have it set up, yeah, too. Yeah, the, it's The awesome. picture looks good. It's and, 4K. And you're using a sound bar that sounds great, Dude, too. It's, it's awesome. I heard it rumbling the other night. I was like, damn, it sounds epic. <laughs> Dude, you got to get on it. It's I like know, life-changing. I, I really stuff. Oh, man, man. It's I think fucking, I will soon. It's fucking lit. So I watched The Shining for the 43rd anniversary in my movie theater, which was incredible. It's always a classic. It's in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Then I gave First Reformed a rewatch on May 25th. Didn't adore it the first time I watched it, but I really appreciate it more. Oh, actually, so Lady Vengeance, four stars. The Shining, five stars. First Reformed, four stars. I get it now, and I thought it was terrifically made, and I enjoyed it more the second time I watched it from Paul Schrader with the first I'm glad you gave it a second shot. Yeah. Um, and then on May 26th, I watched an absolutely fucked up Japanese horror film called <laughs> Audition. It's about this guy, this middle-aged man who wants to remarry after the death of his wife. So, And he works in film. He's a film producer. So him and his film producer buddy set up auditions for a fake movie, basically. And he's using that to try to find his new wife. And it's, I'm just going to say, don't do that. <laughs> just don't do that. <laughs> that bad stuff happens. That, yeah. <laughs> but it's fucking awesome. It's a great horror movie. Four and a half stars. Yeah. I was watching parts of it through my fingers. It got so intense. It was wild, man. Yeah. yeah. Wild. It's, it's, it's a great movie. Tahashi, uh, Tahashi Mike McKay. Mike, me, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's spelled Mike. Um, but I think, you, I think you pronounced the E, McKay. I think so, yeah. And then on... Also on May 26th, I watched two movies that day. I watched Eighth Grade from Bo Durnham. This, Finally! Yeah, this was, we put on our uh, A24 top 10 list. This movie floored me. Absolutely, incredibly emotional and one of the most relatable films I've ever seen in my entire life for adolescence and youth and growing up and going through changes and trying to fit in and find belonging and identity. Made my by God. Bo Burnham. My God. Bo Burnham directed it. Yeah, I said that, man. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you know the? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so funny too, but you you got if you've never seen Eighth Grade, watch it tonight. It is incredible. <laughs> it, I was blown away. It, I, I it kills me that movie. It hooked me in like less than a minute. I was so hooked. <laughs> I, had to, I had to walk out of the room because I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> and then on May twenty seventh, I watched Catch Me If You Can. For like the twelfth time, I gave it five stars. I absolutely adore that film because we're doing an episode on it tomorrow on Thursday. Thursday, so had a had a refresh my memory on the great Spielberg film. And y'all love Catch Me If You Can, and we're excited for you to check out our episode on Thursday. Wow, that was my that was my final week of May so far. What a great month of movies, right? Thanks, man. That's solid. Lots of Asian cinema. I love. Asian uh, cinema is the best, cinema. man. I'm getting into Japanese cinema, but South Korean cinema is just like one of my favorite. Have you seen Battle Royale? No. Oh, throw let Battle. Me, let me put that in my watch. Make list. Battle Royale your next movie to watch. Maybe I'll watch it tomorrow. It's night. a great Japanese movie. Oh man! Oh, there's so many movies you gotta watch, man. Now you're getting into Japanese movies. Oh my god, Battle Royale is crazy. All right, anyways, we'll talk about it next week after you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> My my third week in May, I started off with The Exorcist. I just felt like it. I'm, I'm working <laughs> on something, uh, a couple horror ideas, and I'm trying to. I, I like to watch the genres that I'm I work on in terms of writing. So, on top of and also 
I just sometimes I just need to watch The Exorcist because it's so well directed and so well edited. Um, I think it's one of the greatest achievements of filmmaking. Uh, I know that some people, I, I know some people think the effects look cheesy. I understand, but I don't. I I doesn't bother me. I think they still actually hold up really well. But Absolutely, dude. I still they, I think they look fantastic. But in terms of like how a movie is directed, it's really one of the best ever. It's I, I every time I watch it, I'm just like. It's just like it's like going to film school, man. Just watching this movie, it's really incredible, uh, and the sound design, really revolutionary sound design. Uh, next up, I and I gave it five stars because it's one of my favorite movies. Next up, The Flash, which I really enjoyed. I I liked it more than I thought I was going to. It was funny. Uh, it was entertaining. Uh, the actors were great. CGI was fantastic. It was a much more interesting story than I was expecting walking in. And there were a lot of great surprises. Uh, again, we've never read the Flashpoint comic, but and I'm sure it follows that pretty closely. But uh, for someone who is just a casual fan of superheroes, I really enjoyed the film, and I think that it's one of the one of the best DC films they've made um, in their solo film, in, in all the DC films, yeah. in the uh, DCEU post Dark yeah. Knight. Yeah, post Dark Knight. Yeah, that's what I meant. And then I watched Guy Ritchie's Covenant. Uh, per your recommendation, and really loved it. I gave it four stars. It was awesome. It had a lot of great things to say about the war in the Middle East, as well as a nuanced depiction of uh, locals there, as well as some fucking awesome action. And Jake Gyllenhaal did terrific uh, with all the gun action, gunfighting scenes. I uh, hope he does more action in the future because um, he's he he. It works really well with him. I think he he knocked it out of the park, honestly. I always thought Damon was more of a Streisand, but he's rocking <laughs> the, the shit, shit out in this, this one. one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 40-year-old version reference. And then uh, I finish off my third week with Catch Me If You Can, five stars, one of my favorite Spielberg movies, one of my favorite uh, movies of the century so far. I think it's uh, could be the most underrated movie um, of all time because it's it got, it, uh, got, it got nominations. It got a huge box office. People say it's great, but... I think it is an all-timer, and I've seen it many times, and every time I watch it, I'm like, this movie is just so fucking goddamn good. I know we say this phrase a lot, but they just don't make movies like this anymore. <laughs> they, they really don't. Yeah. they The 2000s, man, were so stacked. 2000s was good. It was good. But just so many great adventure movies and, and coming-of-age movies that really, you, we don't really get them like that anymore, man. We yeah. really don't. What's your um top four on your letterbox? My top four? My four favorites? Yeah. At the moment, let me pull it up real quick. So number one is The Matrix. Mm -hmm. Number two is Gladiator. Number three is Godfather Part Two. And number four is Alien. Some Ridley Scott love, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Didn't someone ask why is The Matrix on yours? I think they were joking. Oh, okay. I, th I think, but they're like, why is The Matrix on yours? I, I, think, I, I think I saw that on like, my favorite on like Instagram or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have Jaws. So I changed it up. Just I I'm going to rotate it like every month. Um, just to mix it up. So I have Jaws first, then there will be Blood, then Eight and a Half, then Harakiri, and I changed the posters to like really cool posters. Have you seen the? Check, just go on the page with your phone. Uh, I, I the poster selection is an awesome feature, man. It's really fun, and I even like the Flash poster that I picked is really cool. Like, oh, those are cool. I might have to upgrade just to yeah. use those. See the catch me if you can one. That is sick. Yeah, because that's just like that's a, that's basically a, a like a still from the opening title sequence. It yeah. looks like yeah, very cool. Yeah, I love the um 
how you can change the posters. And that eight and a half one's so cool too, with the yellow. There, there will be blood one with the uh, the straw. straw. But the Harakiri one's fucking sick with the red sun. Yeah. Holy shit! It's incredible. Super cool. And then I got uh the trio at top on the banner from Jaws. I I have a a great bio. I'm not gonna lie. Let's let's hear your bio. So I don't think I read it. <laughs> well, it's just it's just three lines. I have co-host of Raiders of Lost podcast in the link to our website, but also I have a quote from The Office from Dwight Schrute, and <laughs> yeah. the quote is, "I know everything about film. I've seen over 240 <laughs> of them." <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh man, that's really good. Let's see what they got for Matrix posters. Because if I so with Letterbox, if you have the account that I have on the on the uh, main. Whenever you look at the movie um, on any on any page or whatever, it's automatically the post you chose. So, and what do you do? Just go on the page and like it has a change poster option. Cool. I'm gonna. Um, they got a bunny in the in the code. That's sick. Red pill, blue pill. That's really cool. Oh man, these matrix ones are fucking fire. How they many have, options do you get? It depends on the movie. It's, and they also have international options too. That's very cool. Which is cool. Um. Crap, uh, I might have to do that. It sounds awesome. I, oh, they have the the broken glass reflection. Oh, that's pretty sick. I might do that. I mean, I gotta do that. That's fucking awesome. Or the red blue. I'm doing the glass. Man, I love it. It's a fun feature. But, um, so, you looking forward to using Letterbox regularly? Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be fun. I think this will be a fun segment because I, I think it's it'll be a, a good time just to diary... The movies I watch. It's watched. fun once you to get keep in track and it's, it's like yeah. journaling. But it's kind movies. of like a thing you have to make a habit because when I first was using Letterbox, I would just forget to log movies and I would forget to write reviews. But then when you get when you make it like a regular part of your routine, then it becomes just like second nature. Yeah, you, like, like, watch, you watch a movie, a movie and review it. Yeah. Watch a movie, rate it. It just becomes like part of the routine of watching a movie. Now I get why people like it so much, and I really like my first week with it so far. It's it's been super fun. Well, I'm glad to hear, man. Yeah, and I think this will be a fun segment, and I hope people enjoy this weekly new episode we're going to do, Letterboxed Recap, and we'll always review the movies that we talk about basically in spoiler-free fashion because we don't want to spoil things for you unless it's something that you know everyone's seen. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone's like seen Jurassic the Park yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but, um, You're not going to spoil Audition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it'll, we'll go in more depth because we'll see less movies every week than we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're Anthony and you and you watch 17 movies a, a month, I mean a week. But this this is a lot of fun. I think it's a good time. <laughs> I think it's great too. I'm glad you're on it. Um, but I think this is a a fun episode idea, and I'm looking like I was looking forward to recording it. I was so you know? excited to pitch it to you. Yeah, the other day. So you pitched it to me. What was your pitch? I said, "Look, man, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you said." L- listen, it. Listen, guy. Listen, listen, man. The, the people are talking, and they want more content. <laughs> no, I, I was. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what I was doing, but I, I, it just came to me because it was like a few days after I started the Letterbox account, and I'm like, w- since the weekly chat's gone, and sometimes you only get two episodes a week during the week outside of movie news, some people have been asking for more content because they we they missed the weekly chat. And I'm like, why don't we give them give the audience something else? Similar to the weekly chat on Tuesday, audio only, but it's not just the weekly chat of us like shooting shit about random stuff so that we can keep it movie related, which is one of the reasons why we moved the weekly chat to Patreon so that the feed is just movie centric. Yeah, yeah. And also because Letterboxd is so popular and most of our listeners are on it, 
I thought it'd be cool for them to connect with that as well and just kind of like bounce off Letterbox and the show at the same time and kind of integrate that mm-hmm. experience that we all have. I made fun of you because uh, you thought Letterbox had an apostrophe. I did. Apostrophe D Boom. on your post. <laughs> Boomer. You posted it on Instagram and in the story and I'm looking at it. I'm like, it doesn't have an apostrophe, you bozo. <laughs> it's just XD. <laughs> Talk about. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he doesn't He doesn't use Letterbox. Listen, man, listen. <laughs> I'm in it now. <laughs> You're in the thick of it. I, I'm a pretty good expert on Letterbox now. But then, yeah, so then from now on, it's going to be a weekly episode and, we dis- and we'll be discussing... Uh, the movies we see on Letterboxd, a little bit more in depth because we had like 25 movies each this time. So we didn't, we had to kind of like cruise through them. Um, but we'll go like a few minutes each movie next time with the Maybe even movies. more than a few minutes <laughs> on each movie. <laughs> Who knows? Probably, Man, probably longer. Listen to this guy. But uh, that was a blast. Thanks so much for tuning into this first episode of Letterboxd Recap. In case you missed our episode on Monday, we posted a great episode on... What the hell was it? A24. A24 movie rankings. We ranked their top 50 films. Top 50 movies. All it was tough. From 50 to 1. It was tough. Super fun episode. And then Thursdays, catch me if you can. And if you're a patron, tomorrow, weekly chat on Patreon. I'm going to edit Catch Me If You Can today. I can't I can't wait to see it. I think, I it, I think it came out really well. Yeah, me too. And then yeah. next week, we're going to do... Um, I believe we're going to do Mad Max Fury Road yep. pretty soon. We're going to do well, a Spider-Man. Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. We're going to do on Monday because yeah. we're going to go see it tomorrow night. I mean, oh, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. I so forgot. We, it comes yeah. out on June 2nd. Are we going to IMAX or are we going to an AMC? Oh, I can't say. Oh, you can't say? No, I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh, gotcha. Have someone. Jimmy's James is afraid that people are going to like call in. and. It's happened. Get, <laughs> it happened once. Yeah, I know because we talked it's about two it. Two years ago. And we, what? We haven't talked about it yet since. It's like it happened. He's just paranoid. Hey, man. <laughs> I don't want Steven from. Forget I- it. We're not seeing. We are not seeing. I don't across want Steven the from Idaho to kind of to try to blow up our spot. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate you, Stephen, in Haida. In we're gonna make sure you feel safe, Jim. Okay. I want to feel safe, man. Always. <laughs> but yeah, we got basically what I'm saying is we got some fucking bangers coming. <laughs> Catch me if you can. Spider Verse and Mad Max Fury Road. Find me a podcast that's doing that. Let's go. <laughs> you talk about that bad review we got <laughs> in the Catch Me If You Can episode. <laughs> in the intermission, we went through a really horrible and mean five star review, written review on Apple, and they're upset, basically. <laughs> They're upset that we talk about movies. Yeah, they're they're just mad at us for no reason. You'll see the you'll see. I don't want to spoil it, but it, uh, it's in the inter- intermission. On I'm looking forward to watching Mad Max Fury Road. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. It's, it's been a while. fucking awesome. I always forget how old that movie is. My name is Max. My world is fire. Dun, 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 Very excited. All right, thanks everybody. Have a great week. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.